All right, we are back here for week 10 of the Moneyline Podcast. I've taken a break from eating Thanksgiving leftovers to go ahead and record this. And, well, put it simple, we got to get better this week. Uh, one in four last week, just not a good week overall, Noah. I mean, the refs tried to give me Green Bay against Indianapolis, but uh, about his scantling fumbles. But just a bad week overall here on the Moneyline Podcast last week. One and four record. We've got to uh, we got to get better here. We're we're treading water. We're above 500, 26, 27, 26 and two on the season. Uh, we really want to be closer to sixty percent and fifty percent. But new week, new slate of games, new opportunity to get better. Um, so with that being said, let's hop right into this week's picks. We're going for another five and zero week here. All right, first pick of the week. Like the Las Vegas Raiders, minus three at Atlanta. Now, I know I've been uh, hard on the Raiders this year, but I think I just got to swallow it. I've been proven wrong here. The Raiders are a legitimately good football team. Uh, they're playing at a high level. Derek Carr has played really, really well. Gruden can coach. Uh, the defense, while well, I think it's flawed, they got uh, Paul Gunther knows what he's doing on the defense side of the ball. Josh Jacobs, the running back, is a stud. Darren Waller, the tight end's awesome. Um... Raiders are legit, without all that being said. And they know they need to win. I know they had an emotional loss last week, but they know they need to win. That AFC playoff race is tight. Uh, there's going to be some, you know, there's 9-7 probably doesn't make the playoffs in the AFC. Maybe even 10-6 if you don't have the tiebreaker wouldn't be enough. Raiders know they need a win here this week going on the road to Atlanta. And I think matchup-wise, the Falcons lack physicality up front in their front seven. They're, you know built for speed, you know, get after the passer more. I think Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, I think they're going to be able to run the ball down their throats, and the Raiders have a good, big, physical offensive line. And I know that Atlanta's been better without Dan Quinn since he's been fired with Raheem Morris taking over, but injuries are piling up here, namely Julio Jones. Um, Without that, you know, big-time playmaker, that monster on the outside, that definitely hurts Atlanta here. Like the Vegas Raiders, minus three here. I like them winning 27-23, covering that three-point spread. All right, now let's go into my second pick of the week. I like the New England Patriots getting two points at home against Arizona. Now, the reason why, uh, I think this is a bad matchup for Arizona. Uh, the patch strength of their team is their secondary with Stephon Gilmore, with the McCordys, with J.C. Jackson. Um... Against DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm, those matchups are not just going to be wins the way they're usually wins for Arizona. I think it's a bad matchup for the Cardinals. And on the other side of the ball, Arizona does not defend the run very well. In New England, with their offensive line, with Cam Newton, with Damian Harris, who has really emerged, they're going to be able to run the ball in Arizona, keeping the ball for long stretches. I think keeping the ball is going to be key here. Arizona's going to have a tough time finding the rhythm in this game if they can't consistently get onto the field. Weather's going to be fairly mild in Foxborough, but it is going to be colder than Arizona would like. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, all these guys, Christian Kirk, they're not exactly cold weather guys. They play in that dome in Arizona playing in the NFC West where the weather's always great. Um, I think Arizona has a tough time finding their rhythm on offense because they won't be on the field much. I think the Pats defense is a bad matchup. Belichick tends to do pretty well with running quarterbacks. He try, you know, just trying to keep them in the pocket, keep them contained. And Kyler Murray's not quite as accurate as you guys think he is. I think uh, Arizona is not going to look very good this week. And I like the Patriots to upset the Cardinals here, twenty-one to twenty in Foxborough. Give me the Patriots plus two, like New England pulling the upset. All right, now into my third pick of the week. 
Love um, love the New York Giants minus six and a half against the uh, uh, on the road against Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think the Giants are getting better every week. Uh, they had a bye last week, but you saw them. They kept ever since that. Ever since they beat Washington the first time, they uh, you know they were they played Tampa Bay down to the wire. They've beaten Washington again since. They uh, beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think this is the best team in the NFC East, and they're just getting better every week. And a team without Saquon Barkley, with Wayne Gallman, they've developed a running game. Their offensive line is starting to play well. I think the Giants are trending upwards. And on the on the flip side of things, uh, with the Bengals, without Joe Burrow, the Bengals are what they were a year ago, which is the worst team in the NFL. I mean, honestly, I, I think I'd favor the Jets over the Bengals if Joe Burrow's not playing quarterback for Cincinnati. Uh, I think the Bengals now are the worst team in the league with Burrow done for the year. Um, and not only is the Giants offense getting better, I talked about Wayne Gallman. I think Daniel Jones, you know, he's starting to take care of the ball a lot more. Offensive line playing better. They have Darius uh, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. But the defense is getting better. James Bradbury's playing at a Pro Bowl level. Might be an all-pro cornerback. Jabril Peppers is playing well. The defensive line, they're good against the run. They're making plays on defense. I think the Giants' DBs are actually very underrated as a group. Um, but I think this defense, not only are they playing better, but I think this is a legitimately good defense. And then looking at Cincinnati with Ryan Finley at quarterback, can the Bengals score points? I mean, honestly, I mean, can Cincinnati even really score points? I think the Giants win easily 24-10, to 10, easily covering the spread as well. Might want to take a good long look at the unders in this game because, I mean, the Giants are not a high-scoring team in Cincinnati. I don't see how they're scoring points with Ryan Finley. I like the Giants by two touchdowns, easily covering a six-and-a-half-point spread. Now, before we get into my favorite pick of the week, I want to ask you guys, are you a coffee addict like myself? Well, if you are, let me introduce you to Prison City Coffee. Prison City Coffee uses high-quality coffee beans to make sure your cup of joe gets your day started off on the right foot. Check out Prison City Coffee on Facebook and Instagram to order your first bag. And use the promo code RIDEON, that's right, RIDEON, at checkout to get $2 off your first order. Alright, now my fourth pick of the week, as promised, my favorite pick of the week, uh... Love the Carolina Panthers, plus three at Minnesota. Now, it's a bit of an old-school versus new-school coaching matchup here. Uh, you got Matt Rule and, you know, the analytics and what he's doing out in Carolina versus uh, Mike Zimmer and kind of the old-school smash-mouth coaching style of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I like Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and Carolina here in this matchup. Um, let's look at the Vikings here. They had been playing better, but then last week at home, they get beat by the Dallas Cowboys we just saw how bad the Cowboys are on Thanksgiving Day against the Washington football team. Dallas is not a very good team, and they beat Minnesota, and they were able to contain. Uh, Dallas is not a good run defense. They were able to contain Dalvin Cook. Insert Carolina, who has big Derek Brown. They got K1 short on the de- in the interior defensive line. Shaq Thompson's a very good linebacker. So is Jeremy Chin, the rookie. I think uh, Carolina, their talent's getting better throughout the year. And I trust Carolina's coaching staff. They're not going to stop Dalvin Cook. I think Minnesota gives them the ball too much, and Dalvin's too good of a player. But they are going to be able to contain him. And Joe Brady, the Carolina offensive coordinator, who I who's gonna, who should be a head coach, you know, this time next year. Uh, he's one of the best offensive minds in the sport. I think he's going to expose a Minnesota defense that is very young, that's still uh, still kind of finding their way with Mike Zimmer. Um, 
that's a that uh, with the way Minnesota likes to blitz. I think Joe Brady and Carolina is going to be able to expose that. And just look at the quarterback matchup. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a better uh, a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Simply put, I mean, look at the QB matchup. You would think just you know with what Kirk Cousins getting paid and he's at he he's won a playoff game before. And you kind of just default to Kirk Cousins as the better QB. I think Teddy has been the better quarterback this year as well. And he, they both have good weapons with uh, you know DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson for Carolina. On the flip side, you got Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, but with Joe Brady with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I like Carolina in the spot as a three-point underdog. think they're going to pull the upset over Minnesota, 31-27. I think Minnesota's not going to look very good this week. I like the Panthers in the upset, my favorite pick of the week. All right, my last public pick of the week. I do, I do a podcast-only pick, uh, which I'll do after this. But last public pick of the week here, pick number five, Monday Night Football. Give me the Seattle Seahawks minus six at Philadelphia. Now, I've kind of been holding out hope for the Eagles this year. Uh, but, I mean, eventually, the, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. You watch the Philadelphia Eagles team. They're not a good team. They're a bad football team this year. You can blame Carson Wentz, you can blame the coaching staff, you can blame offensive line, you can blame receivers, injuries, you can blame whatever you want to blame. The bottom line is the Eagles are not a very good football team. And the Seattle defense on Thursday night against Arizona last Thursday night, uh, they appeared to figure some things out. They appeared to, you you know, Dunlap was getting a pass rush, DBs were playing well, they were able to... They were able to stop the run. They were they were the Seattle defense appeared to figure some things out. It was their best performance of the year by far. And, you know, the Seattle offense, as we know, is one of the best offenses in the NFL. Eagles turned the ball over way too much to really keep this game close, in my opinion. Russell Wilson is an MVP level quarterback, or he's playing that way. Uh Carson Wentz, he's and I, I'm a guy, I've defended Carson Wentz forever. But Wentz is playing like he's the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, when you have Russell Wilson, who's top three guy in the league right now, and Carson Wentz, who's playing like the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, don't see this game being close. I think Seattle wins on Monday night, going away 34-14, to cruising to a cover of that six-point spread. All right, now my podcast-only pick of the week. Not going to put it on Twitter, so if you've been here this long, congratulations, you got an extra pick here. Uh, podcast only pick. I like the LA Chargers plus four and a half going to Buffalo. Um, Bills defense is not very good this year. Um, they've played a little bit better in recent weeks, but this is not a not a stellar Buffalo defense. And you know, you would th- first thing you think Chargers LA team going to Buffalo. Oh man, what's the weather like? Weather's actually pretty mild there this week. It's gonna be uh, maybe high forties, low fifties. A kickoff, clear skies. Uh, weather's going to be fine. That shouldn't be an issue in this game. Um, and Buffalo, on offense, they're one-dimensional. I mean, the Buffalo Bills—they cannot run the football. They're going to be—they're uh, going to be dropping back, passing the football. And we have Joey Bosa on the other side. He's going to be able to get to Josh Allen a few times. And not only that, the Chargers still have two really good corners with Chris Harris, uh, Chris Harris Jr. and Casey Hayward. Um, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo's good, but they're one-dimensional on offense. That plays into the strength of the Chargers' defense. And I know the Chargers have a bad record. Buffalo's a really good record. But with the Chargers, remember, almost every game comes down to the last possession. So with that being said, 
do think the Bills win 34-31, but I really like this game, especially at four and a half instead of four, which it was earlier in the week. Um, Chargers just play a lot of close games here. I think this is another close one, but getting four and a half points, I will take the Chargers here. Well, that's uh, that's it for the Moneyline Podcast. I hope you guys have had an awesome Thanksgiving week. We get one more Sunday of football before we got to you know go back to work and do all that kind of stuff. Well, all right, y'all have a great week. Happy betting, everyone. Let's win some money this week.